Welcome back to Silver Screen Social, listeners. I'm your host, Jackson Vickery. This week, we're joined by the duo Ilker Chatak and Johannes Dunker from The Teacher's Lounge. Please enjoy this very short clip from The Teacher's Lounge before the interview. I'm doing well. How about you? I'm okay. I just um, I just came back from a trip um, with my co-writer Johannes, who's next to me. If you want, we can do this together. Uh, but if this got like you need to, you need to tell me. No, I, I, the more the merrier. Really? Yeah, that's perfectly fine. I like your spontaneous uh, how how spontaneous you are. I mean, why not? Let's do it. Hello. Hey. How are you doing? Mm. Really great. We had a great week out in the woods, brainstorming, writing, and just relaxing a little bit. Right. Very nice. Yeah, Yeah, we were were in this cabin in the woods, and we had a sauna, and our producer sent us there so so that we could work on new ideas, which is like... The best thing, the best way to work. Yeah, no, that sounds amazing. Any, did you come up with anything? Oh yeah, a lot of things. Yeah, <laughs> anything you can tease. Come again, please. Anything that you can tease out. Uh, yeah. I mean, we're we're working on this adaptation of a novel. It's called The Life of No Woman. And it's a German no- novel about a woman who turns 50 and kind of loses her, like, things slip away. Like, she feels that her, you know, her um, sexuality is slipping away. She's tumbling into menopause. She feels threatened by younger colleagues. And it's about a woman in crisis. Um, yeah. and. Two dudes are writing it, so how about that? <laughs> uh, well, I mean, the I talk about women in crisis. I mean, the teachers' lounge. My goodness, I just rewatched it um, this morning because I I wanted to just get a refresher. And my God, does that play like a courtroom drama? At that and my anxiety was off <laughs> off the wall again. Um, which I didn't expect. So I, I just have to congratulate you on the success of the film and just, I mean, everything that you guys have, have garnered from it because it's just, it's it's so fantastic. And it I just, I I have no other words to say. It's just, 
it i mean the performance by uh leone and by the the kids in that film are just you don't get that every day and that is just amazing thank you thanks a lot thank you so much and so where did the why did you want to tackle this particular um this particular idea or this particular project well, I, I think the, the base for the idea was a conversation we had while we were on vacation. And, and I talked to Ilka about something that happened at my sister's school because she's also a teacher and uh, there were thefts happening at her school. And we talked about that. And then Ilka reminded me of something that uh, I had almost forgotten that actually something like the frisking that happens in our film also happened back when we went to school because we went to high school together. And there was an incident like this. So these two things kind of came together and we immediately knew that Oilka was quick to, to, to say, hey, that's, that might be an interesting thing to write something about it, to have this relationship between the teacher and a suspect and also a student who might be a suspect or who might be the, um, the son of, of the suspect. So we pretty quickly had this kind of tri triangular um, formation of characters and also this thing about um, yeah these steps where you know you have to position yourself you cannot just stay neutral once there is this kind of um, um, uh, somebody said this might be this person or that person you have to kind of react to this the characters have to react to it and so we knew that might be an interesting thing to write about and then then the more we, we talked about also school, our own personal school experience, and also what school means for our society, the more we, we knew it would be an interesting setting to, to set it in a school. But first thing were the texts, basically. Mm. And um, I mean, talk to me just about working with uh, Leone and, and the students. How did the, the casting process go for that? Um, because like I mentioned, I mean, she's such a, such a powerhouse. Yeah, she is. And I mean, um, yeah, we would always put up these images while writing the screenplay on the walls so that we like had an idea of who could be doing this or what could that character be talking like. It doesn't necessarily need to be the actual actor playing it, but for Carla Novak, we had Leonie's picture from the very beginning. We didn't know if she was gonna do it or not, but I saw her in Michael Haneke's White Ribbon like 13 years ago or so, and she was just brilliant. And ever since I kept track of what she was doing and always wanted to work with her, because even if the films weren't that good, she was always brilliant. And when, I approached her, she said, she said, um, we met in Berlin and then we went on a walk. And you know, she said, I like your script, I'm gonna do it, but you gotta know I don't like children. And I thought I was hilarious. I thought, okay, this this girl is fun and I'm gonna let's do it, you know. So um, and then I think there is this hidden energy that when you write something for somebody. You don't actually need to, like, on set, we were very, we communicated very little. 
And it was much more talking to the kids and being their kind of parents. And she would be the bad, like she would, she said to me, I don't want to be their best friend. I want to keep a certain authority. And I would like talk to them and be there, you know, the guy that they can talk to and ask questions. Whereas she, like I would make this introduction and she'd be standing next to me. And then at some point I would have the class at a certain level and then I would say, okay, now I want you to, want you to go to, into the scene and uh, go back to my, to my monitor. Um, in terms of casting the kids, it was just, you know, it was just very classical casting. I, I first gathered groups of four to six and then had like this improvisation sessions with them. And in those sessions, I saw very quickly what, what kid is, is I can work with. And then I had these kids again uh, in the presence of cameras and, you know, just to see how they, how natural they, they stay when they're in the camera, a bigger camera and a boom and all. And then I would do personal interviews and so on. And so I, like that, I would just handpick every, every kid. And for Oscar, like the lead of the kids, um, that was actually a big coincidence and I got very lucky because he's the son of one of the uh, one of, of, of one of the faculty members. Wow. And yeah, so so I um I was very lucky with those kids and and with Leonie as well. She's just she's just so good. She's really to me, she's one of like maybe the best of her generation. She's she's really absolutely and as a human being as well. She's just the the best. Hmm. So why do you why do you think that uh, a school was sort of the perfect place to use this forum for um, debate almost in terms of class and race and um, status? Because I find it so fascinating. Yeah, I think it was very clear from the, from the beginning that school is like this playground where we can, you know, where, where we, we knew very quickly that this is also about society, not just school. So I think we were bugged by certain um, things that were happening in the world, such as, you know, this introduction of alternative facts, such as, you know, people canceling each other, such as, how, how elusive truth has become. And, you know, these were like topics that we saw in society where we thought, you know, when you make a film about school, you have a younger generation, you have older generation, you have like people in charge. It's very similar to how a, um, yeah, a, a government or, you know, a society is built. You have people in charge, you have the people, and then you know you have a press, so we thought we we knew that once you make a film about school, you also make a film about society, right? Yeah, and also on a much more basic level. I mean, it took us some time to arrive at the point where we decided we just want to stay in the school for, for the screenplay for the film. We don't want to leave the setting. Um, and what was clear from the beginning was that there were interesting power dynamics at play because you have the teachers who have power over the students, but also you have uh, the, the students' parents who kind of have a little bit of power over the teachers and you have this kind of entanglement of power. 
And for me, it was also this kind of the image of the teacher's lounge. I don't know how it is in the US, but in, in, in Germany, it was always like, as a student where you were strictly forbidden to go into this room and you know there was this kind of mythical room where the teachers were doing something you were not supposed to see and um deciding over your face deciding over your grades your future possibly and um this was always that interested in us from the beginning to have this power dynamics also between a student who maybe doesn't do like he's he's taught being taught yeah and and i think also like um, I, th I, th I think it's like when, when you, for me, it was very like, I also went back to my own school time, especially, I mean, writing this with Johannes together, it was just a bit like, you know, I mean, we had a good time in school. I think we like, and just writing this and making a film about it was just, we were, we were like, do you remember that, you know, that chemistry teacher? And uh, do you remember this and that? And basically you're, you're writing a screenplay with a friend that you went to school with. Yeah, it's about... great because you have this kind of shorthand where you can reference things and, and you, immediately, you immediately know what the other person means with it. Yeah, so it was also fun. And I mean, working with kids was also fun. And, you know, uh, just just how, how they think and what their world looks like and what they what, what they dream of and what their fears are. It was just a very fulfilling experience. Yeah, and in, in regards to the setting, we also talked about, might it be this kind of school, what kind of school is it? And in, in the end, we decided to keep it a little bit more generic, to keep it a little bit more in a, in, in a kind of way that it's not clear that this is a school that has a problem or it's a school in a problematic district or something like this, where you can easily say, ah, oh, this is, problem is because of this and that. Uh, no, it's much more, it should be in a much more open way, um, kind of mirror image of problems we all have in society. We all have in the way we talk to each other and want to talk to each other about the problems we have to. And also this kind of exchange and, and we went to schools um, together to, re to research again and um, to experience this kind of stress level the teachers have to endure. You know, you go oh, yeah, from, from one class to the other, and in between three other students come, they want something from you, and then, then there's another problem, and you have to organize the class trip. And and the and this experience, I think, was also um, yeah important for writing and also for editing and, and, and forming the, this kind of um, pressure. Because ultimately you have to dive into the research, you know, it's such a sensible topic. If you don't get it right, you can already prepare for a shitstorm. And, you know, so so we went into the schools and we did spend time there and, you know, sat down with the teachers and students and all. And once you get into the whole rabbit hole of educational, you know, institutions and politics, you, you immediately realize that a lot of things aren't going the right way. And, mm -hmm. um, and then it was, I felt like, okay, but we cannot make a film that is now, you know, how do you say, uh, that is, that is like, okay, we, this is the system era and let's, let's, let's try the system era. It was, for me, it was then very clear to see, no, we, this has to be about people, not, and the system comes 
comes after, you know, the priority needs to be the, the characters in the film. And um, yeah, but that was just, yeah, a, a short question, long answer. No, I love it. I It, it, it is very interesting. I, I went back to my high school this past week um, for their, um, for their choir concert. And it's, it is kind of just, I don't know, perplexing to go back in time and sort of get a get a new viewpoint at just sort of some of the I don't know some of the things you might have taken for granted or um overlooked as as kids and it it's a, a bit eerie and so watching it this this morning it was kind of like oh gosh um so now I <laughs> I might be sending some texts to some of my parents and just maybe apologizing or thanking them again um but I'm curious what if there were any sort of direct Easter eggs that you took from your own um, sort of experience in school to put into the film? I think there are quite some names, obviously. Yeah. I mean, they, they don't play a role for, for others, I guess, but we used a lot of our own teachers to like put names into, into, this, uh, into the screenplay. Yeah. Um, yeah, some of the students are called like the students that we went to school with. So there's a lot of insiders, but that's just for us. Um, and then obviously, yeah, the, the, the scene in the beginning where the kids have to put their wallets on the table, that was something that we experienced one-on-one. -on -one. And I think Carla Novak, the, you know, Leonie's character is very much also a reflection of a teacher that we had who was very mm, crucial for us becoming filmmakers. We had, we had this one German teacher and you were even closer with him, but he introduced us to guys like Stanley Kubrick. You know, he would, he would give us DVDs and he would, he would be the guy that goes the extra mile, you know, and that just transports the stuff that needs to be, you know, that is on the schedule, but also is looking for a personal connection. And with him and a few others, we were like, okay, this is what a good teacher is about. Okay, um, so it's not just about learning a certain thing, but it's about you know trying to engage the students in becoming interested in stuff, you know. And <clears throat> I think, yeah. And other than that, no, not too many Easter eggs, right? Mm. And I, I'm curious. If, oh, sorry. Did someone say something? Oh, no. uh, I'm curious in that uh, in that final scene, I in Oscar being sort of taken out by the chair um, by the policeman. I, I'm curious what the decision behind that was because I, I mean, it's extremely powerful, and I, I, I'm just. I'm curious why you guys decided to end the film like that. <laughs> um, so I hope I'm not taking away any any interpretation that people might have because we've already had like a Q&A where we, we talked about the ending and then some guy in the audience stood up and said, oh, I, I, I made up something. I, I thought it was something else. Now you're destroying my illusion. <laughs> <You know? laughs> But um, you wrote it. You, you you can say something. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I, 
I mean, it was like we we struggled for a long time finding finding an ending to the film, and there were multiple versions of it on, on paper at least. Um, and there was a possibility to just end in the in the classroom with the two together. Uh, but I think we kind of felt we wanted to have something more like a moment for Oscar. I think we are toyed for a long time with the idea of, of the change of perspective at the end. And I, I always thought that was intriguing to just keep this keep Carlos perspective for for the whole time and then switch it up in the end. And um, this image of him being um, we had it first in, in another scene, like he he was. Um, taken out of the classroom and he was above the heads of the students and that kind of popped up again. And then we said, ah, oh, this might be a, a great thing to end the film, to give him also this kind of moment, celebratory moment, even if you might. I mean, it's up, up to the viewer, I think. Is, is, it, is he like the loser or is he a winner in the end? Um, I mean, to celebrate this kind of attitude of somebody who says, no, I'm not, I'm not bending, you know? Right. He's not bending and he's like standing up against the hierarchy. And, you know, if, if we live in a democracy today, it is because some people had, you know, had to stand up against the people in charge. And even though he's like, um, he's being threatened, you know, carried out by the police, we thought it, it could be a nice, you know, elevated moment that if they if they carry him out but in a way like he's the king yeah and, and yeah that was the idea so but I, I again i'm i'm I, i'm glad to talk about it but i'm also very happy when people tell us what they thought it was it was mm. yeah no i there's a nice sort of smugness that oscar has at the end that i think is like there's just that nice sort of small smile that that's so interesting and i love the fact that there's no conclusiveness really at the end you don't know what happened to like who is the best and i i i find that just to be so interesting because now there is i don't know it just leaves interpretation for um for anyone to be sort of the suspect or the the like who even knows if it really happened in a sense so it's it's just it, I find that extremely fascinating. Um, and I mean, final question for you two. Um, how do you hope that this sort of fits into the um, cultural conversation that we're having? Maybe it, this can be from a standpoint from Germany or just the, the world at large. And I'm curious what you guys hope that is. Yeah, I think first and foremost, it's it's so important that this film hopefully sheds a light on the work of people in education. I mean, they're underpaid, they're overwhelmed. It's just a job that, until we researched it, I wasn't aware of all the work these people have to deliver, you know, in order to to, to pass on something. And I would hope that the conversation would be, you know, this is this is the job that we need to value better and more. So yeah, and and also on a, a much more basic level, it, for me, I mean, we recently talked again about about uh, this is water by by David Foster Wallace and this idea of having empathy 
um, with your peers and also with people you don't agree with. And I think this is also something this, that informed writing the screenplays. Always trying to think, might the other person, because of his background, his culture, his, his upbringing, have a good reason to do something? We try to um, create characters that don't act because they need to be an antagonist, but because they, they everybody in this film thinks they are doing the right thing. You know? Because they have a history. Right. Yeah. But, you know, and, you know, I would like, yeah. And then, yeah. The David Foster Wallace reference is, is great because, you know, in order to see someone's history, you need to be able to not put yourself in the center of the world. And you need to, you know, you need to, you need to be, um, you need to have some sort of, it takes, you know, patience and it takes uh, generosity to see someone. And I don't know, it's, this is very, very meta now, or maybe a little abstract, but this is what you want from a film. And this is how we approach writing and, you know, creating characters that where, where you have this certain ambivalence, you don't have the villain. No, the villain is actually inside of us. The villain is the one who's, who's self-righteous. The villain is the one who's like, um, I know better and I'm going to show you, you know, that, that's that we're trying to, to, to be somewhere else to, to, you know, pass, pass on something that is, yeah, that's got to do with, you know, empathy and um, tenderness maybe also, you know, human. But it's, in, yeah. In, yeah. Yeah. But it's also at the same time, the system which doesn't allow for it to happen that easily because you have this system, for example, school or society, capitalism that needs people to, uh, they, they, this, the uh, teachers just have to get hundreds of students through the system each year. So they cannot, they don't have the time really to show them too much empathy, you know, that's the struggle that we felt was interesting. How, how can you be the right person in the wrong system, you know? Mm. That, yeah, and or in a, in a system that's not perfect, at least. I mean, mm. um, yeah, and also I think it, it makes sense in that regard to to tell the story from from Carla's point of view. And I always think, okay, you might be able to tell the story from another person's point of view and might play it completely differently, you know, um, because we are taking her side a little bit. But she's also making mistakes, you know. It's not. She's not perfect in what she, she does, and you can truly criticize her for yeah, something. And if the other teacher says to her, you're you're disregarding the other students, he has a point, you know. He does, yeah. yeah.